Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. John chapter 1 tonight, we're going to look at five verses to begin with. We're going to start at verse 1. John chapter 1, and if you'll stand to your feet with me when you find it. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, starting at verse 1 and going down to verse 5. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things were created through him, and without him nothing was created that was created. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Father God, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you that Jesus is the light, and the light shines in the darkness. And it might be dark, God, but the the darkness does not overcome it. God, we thank you tonight that Jesus is all-powerful. We thank you tonight that he sits on your right hand and that he is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. And God, that he will never be dethroned, that you, God, will be on the throne for all of eternity. And we're looking forward to the day that we come and we spend eternity with you. But God, as long as we're here, help us to learn to be lights. Help us to learn to be the lights in the darkness, to shine bright for you. God, we thank you for your word tonight. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You can sit down tonight. You know, the, the, the scripture here, if you, you go back into the original text, it says, the light shineth in the darkness. This is the King James. And the darkness comprehended it not. And then the modern English version says, the darkness has not overcome it. You know, the definition of the original word here in the Greek is that the, the, uh, the comprehend or the overcome there means to seize tight hold of, to arrest, to capture, to catch, to appropriate, to overtake, to uh, perceive or to comprehend. And, and that tells me right there that the darkness tried to overcome the light. The darkness tried to overcome the light. The darkness tried to seize the light. The darkness even tried to comprehend the light, but the darkness could not. The light was moving too fast. It was too bright. It couldn't be contained. It couldn't be understood. In John 8, 12, Jesus spake again to them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but, how sh- but shall have the light of life. Matthew five fourteen through 16. Now Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to us. He said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Jesus is the light. And then he passed on to us the light. He said, we were the light then because he is in us. And in this time of perpetual darkness, we have got to learn to shine bright. We have got to learn to let our light shine. We've got to make sure our light shines in the darkness because we've been commanded to do it. 
We've been commanded to do so. It's not a choice. It's an obligation to shine for Jesus in this world. Let's talk about light from a scientific standpoint for just a few minutes because I, I think it will help us to better understand what Jesus is talking about here. After all, he created light and he created light with certain properties. So he knows about light when he says, you are the light. He knows about it. He knows the characteristics. He would know more about light than anyone on the face of the planet. Why? Because he made it. He made it. So seems to reason that if he made it, he would know a lot about it. So from scientific research, we know that light travels faster than anything else in the universe. Light travels at a speed of 186,282 miles per second, and nothing moves faster than light. As light, we have to be fast. As the light, we have to be fast. We have to be quick on our feet. We have to be ready at all times to meet needs, to pray, to have compassion, and to share the love of Jesus with people. Because when a situation needs light, the light has to be ready to show up. The light has to be ready to show up. Because a lot of the time, I don't know about you, but with me, I'll go into the hospital or I'll go into the market. I'll go down the road. I'll go up the road, wherever I'm at, or someone will call me on the phone. And I have not been prepared that day for the situation that I'm facing. I haven't been prepared for the things that are coming up in my life and that people are dealing with and that I need to help minister to. And so I've got to be fast because I am to be light in the situation. Situation. I don't have time to say, well, I know that you're having a hard day and that this is wrong and that's wrong, but let me go and let me pray about it and then I'll come back to you. No, I've got to be ready to help them out right there and then. I've got to be ready to say, Jesus can help you in this situation. I've got to be ready to pray right there and then because we have got to be fast like light. We've got to be fast like light. And one of the reasons that light can't be overtaken is that nothing can move that fast. Nothing else can move. The darkness can't move that fast. Light overtakes darkness. Nothing moves as quickly as light. We also know that light is a wave. Light, if you could slow it down so that you could see how it moves, it moves in a wave. And that means that light is able to bend and curve and it goes with the flow. Light is flexible. Light is flexible. You can't stop light because it's flexible. It doesn't just stop when it reaches an obstacle. It finds a way to reflect. It finds a way to go around the corner. Light doesn't crumble because something gets in its way. It's resilient. It makes its way through tight places and it travels great distances to great lengths to illuminate the world. Without light, there is nothing but darkness. And without that light, there is nothing but cold blackness. But you know, one small sliver of light can cut through the darkness and drive out the darkness and that's what we were created to do in the world you know a lot of people in the church who are who have been in the church for a long time we like to call them the frozen chosen because they are rigid and they are staunch and they are you know they they don't like to change they don't like anything different they are not flexible but in order to be flex be light you've got to be flexible in the earth you've got to be able to move you've got to be able to go with the flow a little bit not everything's going to go your way all the time you've got to be light and you've got to be flexible in order to do that jesus said you are the light he said i need you to go into the world and to drive out the darkness because the world is full of it and without light there's nothing to drive the darkness back think about that without light 
All there is is darkness. What did the Bible say? In the beginning, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Until God said what? Let there be light. And the light came, and it drove out the darkness. We have got to be light in order to drive out the darkness. There's nothing to drive out darkness unless you will be the light. The darkness in the world is overwhelming and it is taken over literally everywhere. There is darkness everywhere. The, there's darkness from the government to the entertainment industry to the education system to your job to your family. The places you go shopping, darkness comes in and it will take over. There's corruption at the highest levels all over the world. There really is. There's abuse in places where they feel like they or their children should feel safe. There is abuse. The darkness that is in this world is unprecedented. It's unlike anything we've ever seen before. And Jesus said to us, it's your job to drive it out. It's your job to drive out the darkness. There's a commission to us to drive out darkness. It's not a suggestion. He told us to go into the world to be lights. How then can we totally cut ourselves off from the world and never talk to anyone about God? How can we not live openly as Christians and still be lights? This is what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to hide your light. Remember the old song. He wants to hide your light under the bushel. He wants to snuff it out. He wants to cover up your light because if he can get you to do that, then he can keep you from shining in the darkness. If Satan can get you to live your life as a closeted Christian, I'm not going to say anything or do anything to let anyone know that I'm saved. I'm not going to tell anyone about the Lord because they might think that I'm weird. If he can get you to live that way, you'll never make a difference. You'll never be able to cut through the darkness that's out in the world. And people need that light in their lives. There are hurting, suffering people who need the light. They need it desperately. They need that light to shine on them. And in their despair, they need the light to shine on the things that are happening in their life because it will make all the difference. Since the fall of Satan, light and darkness have been in a perpetual struggle. Darkness has always been trying to take over the light. Darkness has always been trying to creep in. And although light will always win in the end, darkness is always trying to fight against the light. There are only two categories. You are either in one kingdom or the other, and you have a choice as to which kingdom you are going to belong. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. There is a transfer that has taken place. There has a, there's a change that has occurred. You are not a member of the kingdom of darkness any longer. Rather, you are a member of the kingdom of light. And what is one of the most beautiful things about the redemption story story is that human beings are the only part of God's creation that have the ability to be redeemed. Human beings are the only ones in God's whole creation that have the ability to be redeemed. There's nothing else that God created that can be taken from the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of light. The angels can't be redeemed. There's nothing else just humans, just us. And humans are the only part of God's creation with the ability to be saved and the ability to be light. You are able to become a light even though we were once living in darkness. 
What we run into, though, in the earth is that the darkness is constantly fighting against the light. And the tr- darkness is trying to get the light to hide itself all the time. The, the darkness is trying to shut out the light. We are constantly be- being fought by forces of darkness that, that come against us with all sorts of battles. And they make us want to hide our light. And they make us want to hide our light. You're fought with feelings of inadequacy, inadequacy. You're fought with feelings of anxiety. You're fought with uh, feelings of rejection. You're fought with distractions to try to make you not shine as bright. Has the enemy ever tried to distract you? And maybe you're just having a bad day. You, You end up running into someone you know, and afterwards you think, I probably could have at least smiled or, or acted a little more nicely. You know, maybe you weren't mean to them, maybe you, but you were having a bad day yourself and you were just kind of short and you, you just kind of didn't do as well as you probably should have in dealing with that person. And, and you know, you didn't even treat them badly, but the devil had you distracted and your light wasn't shining as bright because he had you focused on other things. He had you focused on things that, that he wanted you to focus on. And I saw a well-known preacher who had ordered a pizza last week and she was talking about what, what she had ordered and she said there were some things that had gone wrong with her pizza when she ordered them. And so she, she called the place and, and she had had the pizza delivered and she called the place and she was talking to the manager and the manager said, well, I'll bring your pizza over to your house personally. And uh, so the manager arrived, and when this preacher answered the door, the manager, or the manager of the pizza place said, Oh my goodness, I know who you are. I watch you on TV all the time. I know, uh, you know, I follow your ministry. And the preacher responded with, Oh my goodness, I'm glad I wasn't mean about this pizza. Right? She said, I'm so glad that I didn't get mean on the phone about this pizza because that would have totally ruined the witness that I had with this manager and the manager would have said, well, she's no different than anyone else in the world. And that's what the devil will try to do is he'll try to distract you from shining so that you'll run into people who need to see your light and you're focused on everything else. He'll try to get you to hide your light in situations and your witness won't be as strong. You have opportunities every single day of your life to shine in someone's life, to be a light. And if you are not focused and if you are not showing the love of God and if you are not trying to be that light, you can really mess it up. God wants you to be a light for the world to see. You come into contact with people every day who sometimes all they need is a smile and a kind word. You come into contact with people who who sometimes just need a little bit of encouragement in their lives. You come into contact with people who just need a little bit of help to get through the day. You you meet people who just need to know that it's going to be all right and that Jesus loves them every single day of your life. And they might be at the gas station. They might be at your job. They might be the telemarketer that calls you on the phone and you want to hang up on them so bad. Right? They might be that person that calls you and you're like, I should just really... And God wants you to be a light to every single person you come into contact with, every single person you meet, every single person you deal with should walk away from the situation saying, you know what, there was something different about that person. And you might not have come right out and you might not have said that that Jesus is Lord and Jesus loves you and you've got to be saved, but they should walk away saying there's something different about them or something different and I want that. 
you know, there are people who are out in the world and the people who are living in the darkness don't know how to combat the darkness that they're living in. They don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to fight it. We as Christians know that there's light and there's darkness. See, a lot of people out in the world just think, well, I'm just having a bad day. I just got a bad hand in life and I'm just having a bad life. I'm, I'm poor, whatever it is. They just think that that's perpetual and that's going to last forever. They do not know that they can get out of the kingdom of darkness and they can get into the kingdom of light. They don't know that their situation can change, but the light shines in the darkness, the Bible says, and the darkness cannot overwhelm it. Don't let Satan distract you from shining your light. Satan's goal in these last days is to try to snuff light out. He wants to snuff the light out. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to extinguish it. And not only is he using distraction, but he's using things like fear. He's using things that, that we haven't even thought of before. And he's orchestrating things like the shooting that happened on Sunday in Sutherland Springs, Texas, so that Christians, the light in the world, will live in fear and distress and they won't shine bright for the Lord. I can't tell you how many people just over the last few days, I'm out in the community all the time, and I can't tell you how many people have brought it up and they've said, it's not even safe to go to church anymore. Or they'll say, you have to be afraid to go to church. We are the ones who are supposed to be shining the light, not spreading doubt and fear. We have to get ourselves together and speak to those things that are coming against churches and coming against ministries and command them to loose their hold. We are to be spreading light. But if we're walking around in fear and we're walking around in doubt and we're walking around proclaiming darkness all the time, we are not doing our job in the world. We are we're not going to do anything for the kingdom because as Christians, we're not going to shine the way that we need to be shining. In fact, we are going to hide our light so that people won't know that we have it we can't hide the light and still shine you can't be afraid of what's happening in the world and still be a light you've got to go out and you've got to shine anyway if the world's crumbling around you you've got to shine anyway if the if things are going wrong if somebody was coming into every church in the whole city and shooting it up you got to shine anyway you got to shine anyway. You can't let that go because that's a command. You've got to get your light out from under the bushel and be what God called you to be and do what God called you to do regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the consequences, regardless of what's going on in the world around us. Don't let your light go out because of fear. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. And might I add, before he was Satan, his name was Lucifer. And if you look up Lucifer. Lucifer was in heaven and literally his name meant the light bearer or the light bringer. Do you know one of the reasons that Satan is so mad at you and trying to get you to hide your light and to not shine as brightly for God? He tries to distract you. He tries to cause you to live in fear. It's actually very simple. Satan is so mad at you and he's trying to get you to hide your light because he was the light bearer and now you're the light bearer. You actually took his job. When he became filled with pride, God removed him from his position and cast him out of heaven. And God basically said, Lucifer, you're fired and my people are going to have that job. My people are going to carry the light to the world. 
Now he's jealous because he sees you doing his old job. And he wants to try to snuff out your light. He wants to try to overtake you. And what I love about the text that we started with tonight is it says darkness could not overtake the light. You can't be overtaken. You can't be overwhelmed. You can't be undone because you are light and light will always win over darkness. If you're shining, light will always win. Don't let Satan lie to you and make you feel inferior or make you feel bad because God has placed his light down inside of you and you are his. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overtake it. You cannot lose. You always need to be shining the light. If that means that people on the job or people in your family are talking bad about you and they're trying to tear you apart and trying to bring you down, do not stoop to their level. You just keep being the light because the light's going to win. If things are coming against you, if it looks like everything's going wrong, if, if, if it looks like you're being attacked, whatever it is, don't stop shining because if you're the light, the light will always win. The darkness cannot overcome the light. You just keep being the light. Keep being the light wherever you're at. Keep being the light in your job. Keep being the light in your school. Keep being the light wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And even though they're coming against you, even though they're fighting you, even though they're attacking you, you will come out on top in the end because light always wins. As a light, you're meant to expose what's hiding in the darkness. Light exposes what is hiding in the darkness. You're meant to illuminate what's lurking in the shadows. When something is wrong, light points it out. When something's hiding in the darkness, light reveals it. When something is sin or something is going to get someone in trouble, you're supposed to shine on that thing with the love of Jesus. You've got to call that person out of darkness. You got to get that person. You got to say, "Hey, I'm I'm a light in this situation," and you got to come out of the darkness. A lot of the time, what Christians like to do is they like to talk about the darkness. They like to point fingers at the darkness. They like to uh, call names at the darkness. And what Christians like to do is they like to focus on the darkness, but they never light the way for the people who are in darkness to get out of it. They're too busy pointing fingers. They're too busy calling names. They're too busy having hate in their heart for the darkness to say, you know what? I'm a light. I need to help this situation out. I need to help this person out. A light doesn't help anyone unless it shines in the darkness. And you've got to get prepared to shine on the things that are in the darkness and the things that are sinful and maybe the things that aren't so pleasant to deal with in order that you can light the way for people and bring them out of the traps that the enemy has them in. If you look at Matthew 25, there's a story that we often talk about. Matthew 25 in verses 1 through 12, it says this, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps but took no oil with them. But the wise took jars of oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom delayed, they all rested and slept. But at the midnight, there was a cry. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps have gone out. 
The wise answered, no, lest there not be enough for us and you. Go rather to those who sell it and buy some for yourselves. But while they went to buy some, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with them and went to the banquet, the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. And afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. There is no doubt that this scripture is talking about the rapture. There's no doubt that the scripture is talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. There is no doubt that this scripture is talking about the bride, but there is another meaning, meaning here in this passage. Uh, I think you'll be familiar with the one where the, the preachers talk about the oil and they say, we've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and we've got to be prepared and we've got to be living for God. And while I I totally agree with that and I totally agree that the the foolish virgins should have gone back to the Holy Ghost and gotten refilled and the, they should have been prepared themselves I also know that a lamp has a purpose and the lamps purpose is to give light and if you are reading that story through the lens of what we're talking about tonight you will see that there were some virgins who were shining bright and there were some virgins who were not shining at all. Some virgins were being the light. Some virgins were shining the light and some virgins were not. Some had let their light go out. Yes, you've got to have oil in your lamp, but your lamp also has to be lit in order for it to give off light. You've got to be giving off light and shining for the kingdom if you're going to be ready when he comes. That's, a, that's a, a startling thought that there are some people who consider themselves Christians. The virgins all were, were considered Christians. That's, that's the analogy there. They're all virgins. They're all the Christians. But half of them were prepared and were shining light, and the other half were not shining. We have got to be shining when he comes. The five virgins that had light were taken, and the five who did not were left. Jesus gave instructions that we were to light the world until he came. You cannot let your light go out and expect to go in the rapture. You've got to get your light lit. You've got to stay bright. You've got to be shining. You've got to have that light shining brightly because you don't know when he's coming back and he's expecting you to be the light and to light the way for other people and, and to, to show them the way while we wait for his return. Your goal after you get saved is to not simply make it to heaven, but your goal after you get saved is to revolutionize the world for Jesus Christ. He gave us a commission. We were to spread the gospel through light because this is the only way that the world is going to know that Jesus is Lord and that they, they have to go to heaven, that they must be saved. A lot of people that think that when they get saved, the work is done and it's just rest and relaxation from there. But the second that you get saved, you've got a job to do. You have an assignment. Jesus said, go and light the world. You know, rest and relaxation will come in heaven. Rest and relaxation will come to come in heaven when the Bible says in Revelation 21, 23, and the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the lamb is the light. You have a job to do now and you only have this short amount of time here on this earth to do it. You are to be light here. When we get to heaven, we're not going to have to be light anymore because Jesus is the light. But while we're here, we've got to be the light in the earth. You've got to light up the world while you still got time. Now, I know 
that you're not going to light the world by being grouchy all the time and being negative all the time and having a scowl on your face all the time. You're not going to light the world by being a gossip or by stealing or doing something that causes your brother or sister to stumble. What is the way to light the world? Well, I'm glad you asked. I need to just wheel pastor's whiteboard over here because the way to light the world is to S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E, separate. The way to light the world is to separate. You cannot be a light if you're doing what the darkness is doing. You can't shine in the darkness if you're part of the darkness. You've got to separate. There's got to be a distinction. There's got to be some sort of disjunction and detachment from the things of the world. To put it in simple terms, you've got to divorce the darkness. You've got to divorce the darkness. You can't have anything to do with it. You've got to cut ties. You've got to say, I don't want anything to do with the darkness because I can't be doing that over here and trying to expose it over here. I can't be playing in the darkness over here and trying to expose the darkness over there. I can't be playing around with this in one area of my life and shining bright for Jesus in another area of my life. The Bible calls that double-minded. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 2 Corinthians 16, 14 says, What communion has light with darkness? What agreement has Christ with Belial? For, or what part has he who believes with an unbeliever? What argument has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. You can't participate in what you're trying to expose. You can't speak out against something if you're participating in it yourself. You can't point a finger with one hand and have with the other hand your hand wrapped up in chains, the same chains as the person you're pointing your finger at. You have got to be separate. If you are to be a light, there's got to be a separation from the darkness. The fact that the separation has to be so great that you appear to be the opposite. Because light and darkness aren't even similar. They're opposites. You cannot mix the two. You cannot have both. You have, had, you have got to have one or the other. That's it. The light was meant to chase away the darkness, not to become friends with it. In order to be lights, we've got to be separate. We've got to forsake the darkness and cleave to God. And many of us have opportunities through the day to be light in someone's life. You can share a little love, you can add a little joy, you can make someone smile. It does not cost anything to be kind to someone. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. You can give some encouragement, give someone a compliment. Some people are so stingy, even with compliments, they can't even give out a compliment to somebody. Give somebody a compliment. Tell them they're doing a good job. Tell them that their hair looks nice, whatever. Just give out a compliment to someone. Tell them you like their smile. It doesn't have to be anything great. You don't have to go buy them a, a new car. Just give a compliment out. Give a compliment out. It doesn't have to be anything fantastic. But if you're grateful and someone's helped you in some way, let them know. If it looks like someone's having a rough day, let them know it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Your shift is going to end at the end of the day. 
Praise the Lord. You're going to go home and your shift's going to be over. Tell them that if that's all you've got. Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. You know, it's going to get better. It's going to be okay. Look for ways to strike up a conversation with someone and ask God to open doors when you do. You don't have to be a pastor to give someone a little guidance or to share a little experience you had to lift their spirits. You don't have to be trained in ministry. You don't have to be schooled in ministry to, to encourage someone, to, to, to give someone a scripture that you know helps you out. Just be a light. Train yourself to be a light. Stop letting the darkness chase you and acting like the darkness is about to overwhelm you. Stop acting like the darkness is coming after you and it's about to take you over. Act like you're going to go take over the darkness when you get out of bed in the day. You know what? Today's a great day. I'm going to be a light. I'm going to go out and I'm going to chase some darkness out for someone. I'm going to shine as bright as I can for Jesus today. According to the Bible, if you are doing what you're supposed to do, you shine in the darkness. The darkness won't understand you. It might try to shut you down or reject you, but you keep on shining and watch God work. You were meant to live life and show other people the way. You were meant to show the love of Christ to the lost and the hurting. The darkness is not supposed to intimidate you. You're supposed to intimidate the darkness. You're supposed to chase the darkness away. That's what light does. Don't be afraid of your adversary. Don't be afraid of his tactics. You're the light. Shine in the light. Shine the light and the darkness will flee. The darkness has got to go. Tonight, if you'll stand to your feet with me, I want to open these altars and I want to give an opportunity for anyone who would like to, to come forward. And uh, I believe that any, everyone in here is, is saved and ready for heaven. I believe that everyone in here are home folks, but I want to give you an opportunity. If you need to be saved, I want you to come forward as well. But if there's anyone in this place who is saying, you know what? I've not been the light that I should be. There are some things that are, that are dimming my light, that are trying to cover up my light. There are some distractions that I've been dealing with that are, that are getting me off of my focus. There are things that I've been doing that I've been acting like the world. I, I want to be and I want to do what God would have me be and do. I want to be a light. I want to shine. And I don't want to have fellowship with the darkness anymore. I, I want to expose what's in the darkness and cause it to flee. If that's you, I want to open these altars for you and I want you to come up and and I want to we want to pray with you and uh, if you're ready for something new if you're ready to be a light you want to affect the world around you you want to affect the people you come into contact with I want you to come forward we're going to pray together and we're going to believe God that he is going to touch your life and teach you to be a light teach you to be a light you can come forward now you know it's it's a commission it's important that we be a light because there are so many people who are dealing with terrible situations, dealing with terrible things that they're fighting, that they're, they have going on. And, and you know, there's not a lot of hope if you look anywhere else. There's about to be one place that hope is found, and that's in the church through Jesus Christ. So there's, there's people who've been looking for hope everywhere except for Jesus Christ. And that hope is only going to be offered to them by being a light. You're not going to be able to give people hope by being mean and nasty. You can only give hope by being a light. 
so we've got to be lights. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you, and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.